Happy Tag Tuesday. Good morning. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. You're listening to Two Average Girls. We're glad you're here. I have some exciting news to talk what? to you about. Yes. I Sometimes we talk about what we're going to talk about. Not today. We don't usually ever talk about the banter. No. And you're surprising me. I'm, you're I welcome. can't wait. You're welcome. Um, happy anniversary, baby. What? This is our 100th podcast. No way. <laughs> We should know these things ahead of time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess ahead of time was while I was driving over here. <laughs> We're really on it. We really are. It's our 100th podcast. So congratulations. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. It's kind of a big deal. So um, in honor of that, and just completely coincidentally, we didn't plan this, but in honor of that, today we're talking about something that kind of led us to podcasting. You're right. That is so, that segue is like, couldn't be more perfect. Exactly. Today we're going to talk about the Lori Daybell case. We are both obsessed with true crime. Um, Denise and I have talk, been talking about true crime forever and Dateline and all the things that we watch and all the things that we listen to that involve and you know are around true crime there's let's just, lots of stuff let's just admit hmm. we love murder <laughs> yeah i guess that's one way to put it when i put it simply like that it sounds like we have something wrong with us it's not just murder though i do love yes. other aspects of true true crime. you're you're I'm not wrong trying to save us here yes okay thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but because um the daybell case was such a massive worldwide uh, so much media case we really like Denise and I both really got into it when it was happening so just going back a little bit in February of 2020 I didn't realize it was 2020 I was looking at 2018 2019 in February of 2020 Denise had a trip planned to come to Kauai I was in Kauai she showed up on say day one in the evening the next morning Denise and I got up and went over to the Kauai courthouse where Lori Daybell was being arraigned so I remember this trip so well because first of all I was coming out by myself my husband was going to meet me a few days later right and um, I was staying in a hotel you didn't have your house there yet and so I was by myself in this hotel and I remember driving to the hotel and you calling me and saying, oh my gosh, you will never believe what happened. Mm-hmm. And you explained that Lori Daybell, now before I had gotten and left, the Daybells were on the island. They'd been on the island for a bit. Okay, before we get too um, carried away into the, the timeline, let's talk about first really quickly what what happened, why they were even brought to uh, the media attention. What happened was Lori Daybell had two children one was an adopted child from a family member and then one was her her daughter her biological daughter both of those children disappeared that's correct that's pretty much sort of all anybody knew at the time it's like well here's this mother and she's involved in some of these strange sort of doomsday not a cult but these these doomsday book writings and doomsday podcasts and like end of the world prepping and all of these strange things that seem to have been associated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There was a connection to the church, but they were clearly, she was not clearly living the principles of the church, but she ran around proclaiming that she was Mormon, and she was involved with a lot of these Mormon groups, even though it's not in any way what the LDS church believes. It is, it became media fodder because it's like oh here's this crazy lds lady so it came to media attention because the children are now missing 
she's suddenly married to, you know, this dude that she didn't seem to know. And he had been married and he had five children. She she had this crazy past. As soon as you start sort of digging into it, it all starts to get real ugly really quick. But really what brought it to the forefront was the grandparents of those two children, of Ty Lee and JJ. They were like, wait, where are they? Ty Lee is not biologically related to JJ's grandparents. That's right. But what I love about JJ's grandparents, and Mm -hmm. they have been on the forefront of all of this, and I don't think that this would have gotten the attention that it did as early as it did Mm -hmm. and picked up the kind of momentum it did if it wasn't for those two people. Because, Mm -hmm. and if you have seen them along the way, they've been on Dateline, they've been on different news outlets, being interviewed, they're very articulate, Mm. they're very um, compassionate, they're very, everything about them is exactly as you would expect some grieving parents, but also don't mess. Oh, they were, it's, their names are Larry and Kay Woodcock. That's right. And they were passionate straight out the gate. So you were just talking about, we, we originally talked about how we got involved with this case and we started hearing about it because the connection to Kauai yes. was so, you know, you're like, Kauai is a very small island. You can't, anywhere you name on Kauai, if you have any familiarity at all with it, you know where that is. Yeah. It's, okay, Princeville, you know there. You know, like, you know exactly the street names even on some of these neighborhoods because there's not a lot there. And it's very rural. So you and I got excited when I came to Kauai and I knew that we could go to the courthouse Mm -hmm. to see her arraigned. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. It is a big deal. They were, now just to back up, they were married on a beach in Kauai in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. They returned that next year in 2020, February of 2020, to live, to hole up. They rented a condo. That's right. So they get married and they get married in Kauai. Now, the interesting thing is she has a past of living in Kauai. Yeah, she lived there before. She lived in Kauai originally in Hanalei, I believe, with her original her prior husband who <laughs> is now no longer with us. Yeah. Charles Vala was his name. Exactly. Yeah, so they they lived there for quite a while. She was there's people now on the island who are like, of course we know who she is. Right. She, she went to church. She, she went, went to church, church there. With us. And the the craziest thing about all of this <clears throat> is it's almost as if there is a pre Lori and a post Lori. And then she meets Chad Daybell. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that she came back to Kauai. Yeah, it is interesting. And I think that is sort of one of the attractions of Kauai. It's a little bit like, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say it's a little bit like Alaska, but it's one of those places that you can go and just sort of get lost. No one's going to necessarily know you're there if you don't want them to. There's a lot of famous people that live on Kauai. And they, and you know what? Nobody the cares. Locals could care less. I could care less when I'm there. But if you had someone famous, say Pierce Brosnan, he lives there. I know. 007. If he was, say, walking around the streets of Carmel trying to go shopping, people would be all over him. Not so in Kauai. It's Mm-mm. like, oh, he's at Bubba's Burgers. Anyway, can you please pay with a card so we can get through this line quicker? You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. very like no one, no, no one, one cares. looks twice. So it was a good idea on her part if she wanted to sort of get away. What I don't think she could have ever imagined in a million years was the veracity with which Kay and Larry Woodcock would come for her. They knew something was wrong and they knew she was behind it and they were going to find those kids. So let's get into the timeline a little bit okay. so that we can just back up. We're not going to get into the, all of the details because... We can't. We, we can't. don't have that kind of we time. We don't have that time, <laughs> kind of time. And you've all probably already heard it. But I think that some of the timeline is important just to wrap your brain around. Because as we've talked about before, it's kind of unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It how is. many people lost their lives through these two because yeah directly related to the two of them now i do want to say <laughs> she did your point is absolutely accurate she did look normal there's videos of her you know dressed as a cowboy with some other ladies doing some kind of like funny skit i don't know if it was for church or for school she was just like all american momming it just doing her thing but looking back at it now chad daybell her current husband is husband number five so things were not going well 
she in ha- her life. Exactly. I think that she had something about her that was extremely narcissistic in a way. When you look back at some of the things she was doing, she was Mrs. She was going for Mrs. USA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know. And not that that's anything wrong with that. But usually people who are self-serving like that are missing something. When you go through five husbands, <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And, and and here's another thing that I find interesting because when I'm listening to this, and I've told all of our listeners this over and over again, I always personalize all of these yeah, stories. Right. And I'm always, I'm a sociology major you know, in, in life. And so I'm always looking at life through the lens of what does it mean to society? Like, what is she, what in the world is somebody doing with five husbands, first of all? Like, after a couple, I'm like, eh. <laughs> but first of all, there's women out there who can't find one. And this is a woman who's got five and none of them were ugly or like, you know, something wrong with them completely. Like, you look at them, they're like, oh, that seems like a nice guy. Oh, that guy could have worked out. What I found interesting was that every single one of them ended with her fighting like hell Uh to keep her kids and accusing them of terrible, terrible things. And I think that goes back to, you look at that in her past and you think about what we're dealing with now Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. She's blaming somebody else Mm -hmm. for her, her problems behavior, yeah, and yeah. her behavior mm-hmm. she accused her son's father she has a son who is in his 20s probably closer to 30, 30. now mm-hmm. colby she accused his father of molestation if i remember right mm-hmm. she had tylee she felt she had custody of her i think sole custody of her i think when kylie met the husband that died Vallow. Charles Vallow. Charles Vallow. Why do I have a hard time remembering his name? I have no idea. <laughs> Charles Vallow, he treated JJ and Tylee like his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were very, very close. And that man was a good man. Mm-hmm. Charles mm-hmm. Vallow, from all accounts of everybody who knows him, mm-hmm. he even joined the LDS church mm-hmm. because of her. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted that relationship with her and he wanted to have the spiritual connection with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She then meets Chad, and, and on and on and on it goes. So fast forwarding to just the most recent news, the reason that it's even like on our minds. Of course, we've been watching as much of the court case as we can. There's no cameras in court, so they have you know the great court artists in there, which are <laughs> how those people do it. I don't know, but um, also Nate Eaton, who is reporting for the um, Eastern is it Eastern Idaho News. Mm-hmm. Or East Idaho News. East Idaho News. Um, He's been involved day one with this case. I mean, not that I'm bragging because I'm not, but we had a conversation the day that you and I went to court in Kauai because I knew he wasn't here or there. I knew he wasn't in Kauai. So I just rang him up and I said, hey, I'm going to be there. What do you want something? Do you want anything? And he's like, yes, I want all your information. I want any photos you can take. He ended up being able to get a freelance actual photojournalist to do the work for him while he was there but it was very exciting for me to talk to him because I was like this guy's been covering it sort of boots on the ground from the beginning um the other thing that I thought was interesting and exciting for us when we went to the courthouse and went into full reporter mode first of all (laughs) I was just following along for the thrill of it all (laughs) and we were literally going into the recorder's office we were going everywhere trying to get ourselves inserted in whatever we could and we said we were reporters that's how we got access to what we were doing Mm -hmm. it's a small courthouse I mean there was but there was a lot of hustle and bustle going on Mm -hmm. and we waited there all day long Mm -hmm. we sat with people from from Dateline Mm -hmm. We sat with people who work with Keith Morrison. Uh-huh. It was super, super exciting. Mm-hmm. And if you look at some of those that footage of the courtroom, there we are we're in the in background. Court. Yeah, we're sitting in court. We're sitting in the gallery. It was very exciting. We'll post some pictures uh-huh. of ourselves. I took video and I took audio that probably I wouldn't have if I was truly a working reporter. I, it was not cool, but I did it anyway. Not supposed to have it. Not supposed to have it, but have it anyway. Um, we had a good time. It was really exciting to kind of see it through Denise's eyes because court is a drag. Court is boring. Reporting on court stuff is like, ugh. And I was not bored. 
No, you weren't. But I started doing that in 94, Santa Ana County Courthouse here in Orange <laughs> County. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of sit around and wait only to have the judge say, we're going to dismiss this until next month, whatever. And it, it's always that kind of thing. So to be there with... Um, some reporters who'd flown in from Honolulu, Channel 2, KHON, mm -hmm, they flew mm -hmm. in and they got there in time before we actually went and were seated. That was very exciting because there would really no, there was no media there except for just kind of bare bones. And we were some of those bare bones. And we saw Chad Daybell get driven mm -hmm. up in mm -hmm. his car. We followed him in the courtroom. He walked to the bathroom. We followed him to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, we were like the, we were like, stalkers that's we were we the were. paparazzi of Kauai. it was we very were. fun and we tried to pretend like we weren't i tried to pretend like it wasn't that big a deal to me because of course i've already seen this a million times but no <laughs> it was pretty exciting and i was prepared because you never know if it was going to happen that day or the next day or the next day i was prepared to spend my entire vacation there yeah i was um and i was prepared to force you to come with me to spend your entire vacation there because it was so exciting how often does something like that happen in such a remote area and you're actually there for it yes and remember that you are friends and myself by um, knowing you are friends with the police chief yes and he gave us a little bit of insight as to what was happening because just so you know there is a jail on Kauai mm -hmm. okay now it's an island they can't really escape where are you going to go? They're going to find you some way. They got right. dogs. They got, they're going to find you. Mm -hmm. So the, it's not like maximum security. But I thought she would be held in that little jail. No. There's a, there, <laughs> it's so funny. There is a, a jail on the island. You can't miss it no matter sort of where you're going on the island because you're like, wait, what is this fenced off area? And it overlooks the ocean. It's... <laughs> It's the most gorgeous setting for a jail you've ever seen. It's called the Kauai Community Correctional Center. So it's a minimum security, but it's also, it's still a jail. People are doing time there. It's not prison. If you're doing prison time, you got to go to Oahu. But this is jail, jail. And yeah, people are held there for quite a, quite a bit of time. She was not being held there. They kept her at the police station where they have a little jail holding cell for several reasons, but mostly because she's a high priority they, those ladies in that correctional facility would have seen her blonde mane coming through the door and probably would have beat her that's what i was hoping for i was like so disappointed that my girls on the island weren't taking care of business on our behalf when i heard she wasn't there because first of all if you go anywhere from where you live you go down that stretch of highway, mm -hmm. you pass by this. Yeah. There, you can see prisoners walking around. Yeah. You they're see outside. them jailed. They're wearing bright pink shirts and mm -hmm. they're, I usually howl out the window just because I think it's funny, you know, like, Denise, show me your boobs. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> Always. But I mean, it's just so novel that it's just not like anywhere else you've ever been that no. you're like, oh, there's jail. And, and we know somebody that works at the correctional facility mm -hmm. and he'll tell us stories and these are criminals. No, they're real criminals. These aren't like, you know, oh, he stole the candy bar. These are people who have really done some bad things. They're just not going over to the main jail, right? Right. Anyway, yeah. yeah so, well, but what, what we did hear from our, our friend on the inside, the police chief, mm -hmm. was that she was being held in the in the cell there at the, at the police department, which is right by City Hall. Uh, and he was concerned as to what they were feeding her because they don't have like meal capabilities at this little jail. It's a holding cell. Right. It's not a it's not a full fledged jail with three hots and a cot, but they had to feed her. So they went over to Costco and got frozen burritos and she was having frozen burritos three times a day while she was staying in that jail. Nothing but the best for her. When I heard he was concerned, he told us this. Uh, we were out to lunch with him one day and he told us that he was concerned about it because we were asking him about this because he knew we also were on the prowl for this and he was probably worried we're going to make a phone call and say can you come help us <laughs> we're in jail we can't we need your help we yeah. need that card where's that get out of jail free card um but he was i was like why do you care what she's eating oh human rights you absolutely I know. have to feed them he's, he's he understands the landscape yeah. i am just like hey she can go you know 
She can go star for all I care. She, where are the kids? Denise was going to throw like a pack of nerds in there at her and just be like, not even fine. that. Like <laughs> sunflower seeds. I don't know. She's not getting stuff. She just, no, she's not, not telling us where freaking kids are. Do you remember after we got done in court with Chad Daybell, we were walking out to our car and he too was walking out to his uh-huh. car. I have video of us following him out there. It's, I, it's so <laughs> we are bad. embarrassing. It's really bad. <laughs> so we were videotaping him. I don't think I got this on video, but there were two or three large local men, Polly's. Yes. And they were big boys. Yes. Waiting. Yes. For Chad. Yes. In the parking lot. Yes. And they were like, hey, hey, hey. Where the kids? Where the kids? Where the kids? And we were like, oh, it's going to go down. I want to see. Here's where it happens. They followed him all the way to his car. They stood in front of the door. He had to sort of like get them to move in order to sidle himself in. And he squeezed in, closed the door. Someone was driving him. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, hey, hey, hey. And they kept sort of like tapping on the window, tapping on the car. They got out of the way of the car. They weren't obstructing justice, but they were like, hey, tell us where the kids are. Where the kids? Where the kids? I mean, it was really quite something. It's like. Oh, you think that this is maybe happening in a vacuum. You think that other people don't care. But you bring that junk to this island and all of a sudden you got a bunch of local boys who are like, no, we don't want your trash here. And I love that. I loved it so much. I was so hopeful. Mm. I was so hopeful that someone would just take care of this business. Now at the time, even though, and again, they were presumed guilty. I mean, presumed innocent, not guilty. But everybody was figuring out like it just didn't make sense to me and it still doesn't make sense even though we're at the end Mm -hmm. it still makes no sense to me how the two of you saunder onto the island newly married Mm. no kids in tow Mm -mm. you rent a place a condo Mm. in a very nice area oh yeah and now we know they have the money to do that because they got life Life insurance insurance money which is part of the charges, which I love. Mm-hmm. They are in Princeville, which is a very high-end area mm-hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. They're living there. When they make their, when they fill out the form, they have no kids. Zero kids. Is that what they put down? Mm-hmm. Oh. They put no kids. Mm-hmm. When people ask them, do you have children? No, we're empty nesters. Oh. So they go to this island. She gets served in her bathing suit by the pool. How, did you just recently see that video? Yes. Okay, I, I, it must have just been released because I had never seen it before. It was on Dateline. It is, oh, you're right, it was. It was on Dateline. It's look away cringe. It's so bad. It's so ridiculous and she's not surprised by it. She's not. She's not shaken by any of this. She's mm-hmm. almost perturbed that she's being bothered. That does seem that way. That this is a woman who is literally a sociopath. I mean, how do do we diagnose her as a sociopath? I don't know. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to in all of my... <laughs> Good job. Do it. I mean, do I, it. I don't have any, you know, letters behind my name. I don't have any... I'm just going to say you have to be a sociopath in or, and a narcissist and completely unhinged. Also, the reason that it kind of came back around right now is because recently the... The trial ended, finding Lori guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was tried in Idaho. She was accused of killing her two children and conspiring to kill her husband's first wife. Mm-hmm. She was convicted of all charges. Um, so she was convicted of murdering her two kids and conspiring to kill her current husband's ex-wife. Well, she wasn't ever an ex-wife. Nope, she it was died his of wife. Natural causes, and I do that in air quotes. Well, they found they they exhumed that poor woman's body. There's just nothing worse, and found out that she'd actually didn't die of just like heart failure, which is what they originally thought. She died. She was smothered to death. Mm. So that's why we're sort of back at it. It was several weeks long. The trial was, um, and in it there were things like evil spirits, zombies doomsday prophecies this all all that stuff was mentioned in court which is one thing to have like your podcast and you're talking about those random things and that's what you believe or your weirdy books that people can choose to sort of buy or not buy or just look away that's fine you can choose to not listen to look at or read any of those things when you get into court and you start talking about that stuff now it's on record 
you're crazy. It really sounds really way worse when it's in court. It's way worse, right? It is. It's way worse. Uh, so the jury in Boise, this is where the trial took place, unanimously reached its decision. Vello uh, was charged with murder, conspiracy, grand theft. Her son, adopted son, was seven. That's JJ. Mm. Tylee was 16. When they read the verdict, she stood there uh, in between her attorneys. She remained totally silent. No facial expressions at all. Uh, it doesn't look like jail agrees with her. Again, I think I've seen this happen to people before. And I don't mean to get religious on anybody, but I believe that there's a darkness that mm. overtakes people who do bad things. Yeah. And I believe in darkness and I equate it to Satan. That's my belief. Sure. It doesn't matter what you believe it. There's evil and there's good. Right. And she's she has gone down to the dark side mm -hmm. in a way that it's, it's portrayed on her face. Her coloring yeah, right? doesn't look good. Did you notice that? Her coloring didn't look good even when she was in Kauai. Yeah. Now, when she was being served and when they were getting her all ready to you know incarcerate her she looked fine mm -hmm. as soon as she went to that place mm -hmm. something turned so was it just the red jumpsuit was it wasn't it? that and the <laughs> bright red lipstick that she said she used a jolly rancher to paint on her lips which she looks absolutely ridiculous again all oh. of these things just point to somebody who is delusional and out of it and rotting from the inside. Uh, Josh and uh, JJ and Ty Lee uh, went missing in September of 2019. That was the last time anyone saw either of them. September of 2019. It was not long after that the Woodcocks went, oh, this something's not right. So they started the months-long search for these two kids. That ended in June of 2020. I, just looking back at this now, I'm like, it was only like, not, well, it wasn't six months. It was, it was... Mm, 10 months of searching or so before they found them they found their remains on property belonging to uh chad daybell there in idaho daybell was arrested right there charged with murder conspiracy in connection with the children's deaths he's going to have a separate trial he was not tried with her some of these things surprised me a little bit i thought at first they were going to be tried together now nope, we're trying them separate i figured she was going to turn on him or he was going to turn on her no one's turning on anyone no uh, which I cannot believe. She's all in. She's still all in. There's, I encourage anybody who's interested in this subject, and if you're still here with us on this podcast, you clearly are, and thank you so much for joining us. But um, watch the Dateline uh, post-verdict. Yeah, it was a, it's a two-hour-long special, and I encourage you to go watch that because, it, like Denise said, it really does explain it very, very well. Both have pleaded not guilty to charges. Both <laughs> Chad and Lori pleaded not guilty. I don't understand what their defense is. I don't know. I mean, they are justifying killing these children because the children were zombies. So they're saying we're not guilty of murdering them. So let's just talk a little bit about that. <laughs> about being a zombie. He, from the beginning, according to people who knew him from early on, even during his times when he served an LDS mission, they talked about how he had this charisma, how he had this way, the spiritual way about him in communicating and in listening to the spirit, let's mm. say. Okay. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say that loosely, because you and I have talked about this, and before we got on mic, we said, if someone has to tell you they're spiritual mm -hmm. or claim to be a christian mm -hmm. that sends up red flags and sirens to me immediately this is what makes me mad now i'm going off on a tangent this is what makes me mad is you're lumping yourself in with a group of people the the lds church who have nothing to do with any of this and you're claiming that this is what you're based out of and it's absolutely not true it's like if you have this belief start your own church of chad you get mad about him lumping it it in with a religion i agree with that what i get mad about with any of this is people men especially but women too Lori. i get mad when they use religion to cover up bad things oh and it happens all the time it happens all the time with every religion it happens with a lot of religions fundamentalists christians we you can talk about holy wars all day long but i'm talking about there are people like the FLDS church. I mean, those people are using religion 
for bad things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not what it's supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, I don't think you can get worse. To me, that's the worst of the worst. It's pretty bad. Did you know that the defense did not call a single witness? Yes. And, and that- Lori, Lori did not testify thank goodness everybody was waiting on pins and needles as a matter of fact at that time they released the entire gallery Mm -hmm. from the courtroom Mm -hmm. and they had a conference to decide what they were going to do her defense in court yes i missed that there was a 30 minute break break and that 30 minute break everybody thought that they were going to come back and maybe Lori was going to testify. You know, now this is just me conjuring whatever reality I feel like because we don't know for sure. I'll bet those, I'll bet her attorneys had to talk her out of it. You know she was dying to get up there and talk about zombies. That's what I think. I don't think she would have talked about zombies. And here's why. What would she have talked about? That's the whole story. I I believe she would have thought she could sweet talk her way through this. If you listen to any there is recorded messages and um, recorded phone calls from her to her sister, mm-hmm. from her to her husband, Chad, mm-hmm. from her to her son. Mm-hmm. There are many hours of recorded messages, and this woman does not divert from the, the message, which is, it'll all come out in the end. Yeah. Oh. Our, my kids know what happened. And they are okay with it. I mean, she's saying things like that. Like the kids understand because they're in a better place and they have the whole vision of what this is. Just circling back to Kauai, um, on January 25th, the Kauai Police Department served Lori with a notice saying that she has to produce the kids. That's sort of where I picked up on this story. Mm -hmm. When she arrived back in Kauai and Kauai PD was like, hey, guess what? Because I didn't know, I've never seen a story like this in all my years of reporting. I've never seen a story where children go missing and no one is, I mean, aside from the grandparents, it's like no one's concerned. No one put two and two together. As you and I were delving into this, we already knew that her, her husband had died. At the hands of her brother. murdered. (laughs) Right. At the time, though, it was was self-defense. It was an accidental. Yes. It It was was self-defense. Self-defense gunshot. And we also know that her husband, Tylee's father, was dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, to me, was weird. We also know that his wife is dead. And I just kept thinking, what is going on? Right. It, It can't be coincident. Mm-mm. If those kids had not been missing, do you think that all of these other murders mm-hmm. would have even been Mm-mm. put together? No, I think everyone would have just gone on living their lives because people do die young from um, a heart attack in bed when they're asleep. Like Chad's wife was, they were claiming that that's how she died. She had some sort of radical heart failure. That does happen. It does. And it's, it does. And, and, and there is do get shot in mm-hmm. self-defense. It All of those things do happen. I think they would have gotten away with it if they wouldn't have brought the kids into it right away. But they had, like they couldn't help themselves. So she gets served on the 25th of January saying, you got to produce these kids. And the amount of confidence with which she dealt with the police just saying, no, I actually don't. Looking them directly in the eye and just saying no i don't they're They're fine they're with a friend yeah they're fine they're fine they're fine don't kind of don't worry about it east idaho news reporter nate eaton confronted chad and Lori on the 26th so he came out he was there they were at the Kauai beach resort remember that there it's a very famous video of them walking either in or out um so police stopped them there and they just you know could be less interested she kind of has this is also what drives me crazy the smirk on her face i know it's really upsetting i really want to just slap it off right just slap it off so they refuse to to say where they are at it's like don't worry about it um january 30th she missed that 5 p.m deadline to produce them that's she that they gave her a drop dead date and they were like here's when you have to have those kids tell us where they're at the 30th comes and goes Kay woodcock holds a press conference and is like we can't we're not doing this she's like those kids are in trouble she knew do you think that if they would have just stayed in idaho mm-hmm. living their life 
any of this i think the woodcocks would have still wanted to know yeah the kids missing is the big problem if the kids were still present and accounted for none none of these other murders would have been up front for anybody but you can't i'm sorry i hate to be obvious you can't murder children seven-year-old goes missing people are gonna start sitting up and taking notice we want to know where they are on february 3rd east idaho news visited a storage unit that Lori had abandoned. Mm-hmm. In it were bikes, a scooter, some winter clothes, a photo album with pictures of JJ and Tylee. Mm-hmm. Come on. Some sports equipment, backpacks, things that had initials of the children, like JJ's name was on a backpack or something like that. It's like you knew whose they were. Um, Those were obvious things when we were watching that happen because we were watching it kind of un- unravel. Yeah. We were just thinking, you don't put your kids' stuff in storage if they're going they're, to be back anytime soon. No, you just stick it in the closet and shut the door. You, you know, if they're, uh, they're going to be gone for six weeks, they're visiting auntie in Arizona or whatever. If there's a reason to put anything away, you just throw it in their room and call it a day. Putting it in storage is like, okay. There's no room. What you, there's no, no room now. I mean, they're gone. None, they're they, gone. They're, they're going to... Kauai to start a new life without their kids that's right so not only are we going to put their stuff in a storage unit we're going to abandon it and not pay the rent on it so that's now they're confiscating everything that's in it which is crazy it's like you guys are the they're the worst criminals they're first not of all. good criminals i mean chad daybell is the worst criminal oh don't even get me started which on is him. really i think it speaks again to the delusion that they have which is they don't think there's anything wrong with this no they're they're just fine with it there's nothing wrong with Absolutely this. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Here's a part of the story that I love and it gives me comfort. Kay Woodcock announced somewhere sometime in February of 2019 that Charles Vallow, the former husband that had gotten shot in self-defense, removed Lori from his $1 million life insurance policy, naming Kay the sole beneficiary. Lori found out about that right after charles's death when she goes to collect her million dollars four days after he dies was she, it four days she calls the the i mean insurance company listen who's to say who's to say how long it would take any of us to call the insurance company and go hey we've got bills we got to pay i that i get if you just took that out that information out on its own it's like well i'm not going to judge her for going four days later chad daybell hmm. two days after his wife's death no <laughs> Two days after, the quickest time that they'd ever had anybody go after that money in that area. The, like, the insurance people of Mapleton or wherever they were from, Springville, Utah, were like, um. So it was in Springville, Utah, which got me confused because they live in Idaho, but they have a house in Springville. I think their their primary residence was in Utah, but they had this other place up in Idaho and they would split time. They didn't have any kids at home. The mm-hmm. kids were gone, and he was doing his podcast and authoring and doing all this stuff. So I think they would split time. They'd go between the two. She was in Utah, though, when she died. Which was really, when you think about her dying of natural causes, because one of the things that he did, he set up her death with her family by telling the family that she had been sick yes. prior to her dying. That's right. He also had confidence in certain people where he told them that he had visions of his wife dying possibly in a car accident sure and then but then he saw it more that he she might die in her sleep like he was prophesying these things and he somewhat was because all of a sudden this now happens and people hear that he predicted it yeah now you can either believe that he's a prophet or a murderer right but if you belong to the church of chad or whatever they were calling right. it you believe he's a prophet. You're right. like, oh, this guy is wow. revelation. He wasn't even there. How could he have killed her? He didn't. He he didn't. He prophesied it. Isn't that is amazing? That, so we believe that the brother, that Lori's, Lori's brother, brother. Mm-hmm. is the one who killed her because we know that when they exhumed her body, they found actual marks on her arms, bruises, mm-hmm. and they know that she was strangled. Oh, well, she was suffocated. Smothered. She was, yeah, mm-hmm. pillow, pillow, pillow. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. Um, The brother is a whole nother story. Um, February 20th, Kauai police, that's when they arrest Lori. $5 million uh, warrant was sent out in Madison County 
they moved it to Kauai um, and said, you know, this is what we're doing. Arrested her. Uh, February 26th, she waived her right to extradition after six days sitting in that jail eating Costco burritos. Six days didn't break her. No. She... <laughs> Uh, of course, the uh, multiple attempts to reduce bail failed. When we saw her in court, what I thought was interesting was that she was still googly eyes for Chad. She was making eyes at him. She was she turning was. around from her desk, looking at him sitting in the front row, and they were making meaningful eye contact. I have video that we will post of him walking down the hall. We were sitting on that bench. Uh -huh. He's coming down the hall, going into court. He clearly has a borrowed white shirt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hope it was a borrowed white shirt because it was so ill-fitting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you even... Not that that has anything to do with anything. That's judgmental and stupid of me. But he wasn't dressed as a confident man going into court. This guy is such a troll that just physically looking at him, you're like, what is it that he has that I you... I don't know. Like, I kept <laughs> thinking, what, what made people follow him oh my gosh have you seen i know you've seen but have you seen some of this video where she's either being interrogated this is before they realized that the kids were not coming back she's in a police interrogation room and she's got a couple cops sitting around and mm. she is just charming their socks off i literally this is where every time i watch it i have a strong belief that that police department could have saved the lives of these children mm -hmm. that was in arizona right yes yeah when she so before her husband is killed charles. by her brother mm -hmm. before that whole thing happens charles notices there's a shift in her she's talking about zombies he has noticed that she's pulled back the relationship is no longer he notices that she starts referring to him as a different person mm-hmm she calls him by a different name. Mm -hmm. She says his body has been taken over. Oh. He's noticing all of these things. And it sounds crazy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So he goes to the police because he's worried. Yeah. He's worried for himself. He he's so kids. worried for himself that he changes his life insurance policy. Oh, he knows it's going down. He knows yeah. that he knows that there's something not right here. Mm -hmm. He knows, and he even knows, we have proof that he knows that she's now been in a relationship mm -hmm. with Chad Daybell. Mm -hmm. We know through text messages and emails that these kind of things have happened because Chad, again, there's so much detail, but he has been in correspondence mm -hmm. with her late husband, mm -hmm. Charles Vallow. Mm -hmm. He goes to the police and the police blow him off. Charles Vallow, yeah. They they are times. not, and I in their defense at that time, I'm thinking... How many crazy husbands who are trying to manipulate their wife and they're put in the middle of trying to decipher between real and made up every single time. It's my word against her word. And I'm hoping that they would take the wife's word in some cases because it could be detrimental to her that maybe she is fighting for her life. She is worried about her safety, which is what she uses as a ploy to these men mm -hmm. but they go and when they interrogate her and you're talking about this interview they say your husband is claiming that you think he's a zombie mm -hmm. or that you think he is been taken over and she charms the pants off it she's flirting with them she is it's and close. they are flirting with her they just are so thrilled to have this beautiful blonde woman in there you know we have to do this this is yeah that's what they say they, they say we yeah. have to do this we know that's fine. Oh, I know. Uh... They're like giggling with each other. I'm saying right there and then there, if they would have taken this seriously and looked more into this, taken statements, followed up on this, he would still be alive. He'd be alive. The kids would probably be alive. I know we're looking back at this with a 2020 view. We can see it perfectly for what it is now. But if you see the police officer that responded to Charles Vallow. Charles Vallow came home from a business trip. He was okay. out of town. He can't get into his house. The locks have been changed. Sure. And there's also these damning texts and conversations that have gone on between him and his soon-to-be ex-wife, Lori. And that's when he's like, I don't know where the kids are. She changed the locks on this house. 
I can't get, there's something wrong. So he calls the police, the police have on body cam and the whole interview is recorded out on the street. They're out on the street. So they're approaching it, rightfully so, as a domestic issue because that's all it was. But if you look at the concern on Mr. Charles Vallow's face and in his voice, you're like, oh, this guy, this guy is truly, he knows. He was sincere. Mm -hmm. And then she gets brought in and it's she, all out the she bamboozles everybody. Absolutely does. And... Granted, it the police me. Oh, it's it's annoying. The police are they're just humans. They're just people like you and me, and they're trying to judge every situation they go out on. How, who's to know for every domestic situation? Stop flirting with her. That I can't excuse. But for every domestic situation you go out on, let's say there's ten, nine of them are nothing. Nothing weird is going to happen. That it's that tenth one that all of a sudden you're dealing with with Lori Daybell. There's another the other one that is gross, is when he is actually murdered in the house. Yes, the police show up and she's out front going, um, "Okay, yeah, that's my house. Can I get in there?" There's police tape. It's clear you're not getting in there. Her acting is so bad. I want to slap her across the face. And she says this thing. The officer's like, "Well, uh, how long have you lived here?" And he she goes, "We just moved in. I'm sure three the weeks ago." Yeah. We just moved in. I'm sure the neighbors are going, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> and she starts laughing. It's like, he, your, your husband's like dead in the house right now. I don't know that I'd be making light of any of this. And her daughter and little Tylee is standing right there. And they, the body cam shifts over. And you can see she is in distress. The other gross thing about all of that whole timeline on that day is that it takes place and they say they called the police right away. Well, they actually waited almost like 40 minutes, like 36 minutes to call 911. What, when Charles was shot? When Charles was mm -hmm. shot. In the meantime, she takes JJ to school. Yeah, she drops him off at school. But before she does that, she goes to the Burger King to get yeah. the kids breakfast. Yeah, they do a little drive through Just a normal day. It's just so unbelievable. Yeah. And, and the, the cavalier attitude doesn't, that's... I think that's when people started getting the picture. The police, at least law enforcement, was maybe like, I'm not sure about this. Because how do you brush off not just your ex-husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, being killed in self-defense? Let's just say that's the story they're going with. Okay. That is one thing. It's like, okay, I was divorcing this guy anyway. I don't have a lot of emotional investment. But your brother just shot someone. I'd be very concerned for the mental and emotional welfare of my brother. No one wants to kill anybody. He did. He loved it. He loved it. And it wasn't his first rodeo. No. He was perfectly fine doing it. That's, I think, the breaking point where people started to go, wait a minute. There might be something wrong here with this woman and her extended family. There might be something wrong. The brother and his relationship with Lori have come into question, obviously, because he is dedicated to her in a way that is odd. Again, I don't think, and I don't mean to harp on this, but we're not real bright. No, we're not real bright, but here we are. He served time in jail originally for beating up her ex-husband. Mm -hmm. a, a husband that has nothing to do a with any of this. previous husband, one of the previous husbands. One of the five, oh, right? Oh my gosh. So he has already gone to jail on her behalf. Yeah, he'll do anything for her. He'll do any. This is before it was cult status. There was just a sister asking a brother to go beat the living daylights out of my husband because he's making me crazy and I want him to be gone. She, he was. A, he, he's like, sounds great. Just like a lap dog. Who, can you drive me over there? She has that kind of yes. power, obviously, yes. over people. Yeah. And it makes me mad because it's men. And when we well, talk sure. about the flirting and we talk about we can't hindsight and we talk about they're just doing their job, I get so angry mm -hmm. that a man has been used mm -hmm. and didn't even realize it. Isn't that what we do as women? I guess so. It's I, a tale old as time. When you say as we as women, I don't think I have that power over people. Oh. Maybe. No, here's the thing. And I don't mean to get super philosophical. I think women just inherently have that power over men. Now, whether you know it or choose to use it, that's mm -hmm. a whole different thing. I've never been one to say I can get whatever I want from any guy. I've never thought I had that power. I am in awe and not in a good way. I am in awe of women like Lori Daybell. We had a friend, uh, may he rest in peace, he passed from COVID a year and a half ago, who mistakenly married a woman 
I'd love to say her name right now, but she's the type of person who would find out and sue me. He married a woman who was Lori Daybell without the zombies. Mm. Married five times men's, uh, mm. this type of thing. Could get men to do whatever she wanted. And she she completely used it all. And you can... You could watch her because we were very close for for a while there and we did some things with them where they were with us up in our our property in northern california when we were first sort of developing it and they had come up there and you would watch her sort of make her rounds with the other men who were there my husband included just trying to see what she could get trying to make an inroad with any of the men who were there who were there helping, who were there working construction, who were there just being a friend of ours. It didn't, it only works on some men. You put it out there enough, you're going to snag yourself your sixth husband. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's a confidence issue with you and I. We don't have the confidence to I don't think, even think about it that way, though. No, I don't either. It's, I've never needed anything from anyone that badly that I'm going to use them. Yeah. Women like Lori and this person that I'm talking about, that's the only way they can get what they want. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, what, how else are you going to get someone to murder your kids? Unbelievable. You got to use it. <laughs> you got to use what you got, whatever it is. So Lori has not been sentenced um, officially yet. She was given life in prison. Now it, they have to go back and maybe by the time this airs, it will... I don't know when the sentencing hearing is. Do, do you, you think know? There, do you think... Well, I don't know that. But do you think there's any way... Because we we tapped on it just for a second, which was her defense didn't call anybody. Yeah. Who they didn't call, call anybody. Who are you going to call? Her or... Oof. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it seems like a defense attorney... Because there was all, this is all circumstantial. When, when it all came down to it, it was all circumstantial through text messaging there was one hair found i was gonna say there's a hair there is a hair <laughs> now i didn't find that that strange i mean if i'm taking care of my grandkids and i'm brushing their hair i'm hugging on them they might have had a hair as a defense attorney i could say she's jj's mother of course she hugged him and of course there was a hair on him well the problem was the hair was on the duct tape that he was smothered so with. what she didn't have anything to do with that duct tape she doesn't know who did it well, it's a stretch. You're right. It's a stretch, but it's something. It's, I, I'm just saying it's a stretch. Mm -hmm. And usually DNA evidence is the coffin and the, the, the nail in the coffin, right? <laughs> this is it. This is There is none. Now, all of the text messaging, all of the messages, all of the circumstances, and because of phone records and everything else, that's becoming almost like the new DNA, right? Like yeah. they can put people at times and places. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Within minutes. Yeah. Because of satellite. But I'm just asking you, do you think there's any chance that Lori could claim that her defense did a poor job mm -hmm. and she wants a retrial? You can claim anything you want. Absolutely. And you have the right to ask for another trial. You have to prove that your defense... The judge has to decide and you have to prove that I your defense... I don't think he'll do it, but I'm just saying I could see that happening. I can see it happening, but I can also, she's been so strange with this whole court case that she hasn't done anything that I would have expected her to do. I have been really disappointed. I, I was disappointed that she didn't take the stand. I'm yeah. like, I can't wait to hear this. She's so crazy. It's going to be great. We thought for sure that she was going to have all of these things that were going to happen yeah. and none of it transpired. None we of it. We for sure thought she was going to change she was going to throw him under a bus for right? sure. and divorce him on the spot mm -hmm. and it was going to be me against him no none of it i was concerned though that they were not going to ask for the death penalty she's doing life she's not doing death there, there, there's not the death penalty wasn't even on the table super disappointed for that i was really upset by that and i don't mean to sound like a complete nut job prosecutors were seeking the death penalty but her attorney said that it had to be taken off the table because they wouldn't have time to fully review the large mountains of evidence that had been turned over just weeks before the trial got started. So it was a timeline thing. The judge, uh, let's see, what's his name? Let's give, let's give him credit. He is 7th District Judge Stephen Boyce. He agreed to hear the argument as to why the death penalty needed to be taken off the table. And he noted that Lori Vallow did not, waive her right to a speedy trial so the proceedings could not be rescheduled so she you know that was pretty smart because they had to take the death penalty off the table they didn't have time to review the evidence etc cetera, etc cetera. now so she just gets life rather than death now what that actually means we're going to figure out when they actually give her 
her sentence because it could be uh, three life sentences to be served concurrently, which means, you know. She's never seen the light of day. Maybe. But there's also like maybe she just gets 20 years for each and they're being served, served concurrently. That's tw- that's just 20 years. Is she going to make it in prison? I um, mean, justice might happen behind I, bars. Jailhouse justice is a thing. And I in Idaho, I think I think in any jail, anyone who hurts children when you're in the women's section, uh, they she may be in solitary for the rest of her life. That that would probably be fine with her. I don't know. She can read her weirdy cult books and just make up stories. That's what she does anyway. So Vallow's attorney filed a motion claiming that the death penalty was unconstitutional, and the judge agreed. So that's off the table. I wonder, and this is just me um, talking. I don't have anything. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the answer to this. If she asks for and is granted a second trial, could they put the death penalty back on the table? I don't know. I don't know. She's going to, she's still going to have to answer to charges in Arizona. Yeah, I know. That's so So, great. I mean, yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, she, it's going to be conspiracy to murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Still. Um, but again, it's going to be circumstantial for the most part. The good news is, though, a judge has the ability to say, okay, a jury found you guilty of X, conspiracy, conspiracy to commit murder. Under our laws here in Arizona, you can get anywhere from one year to 85 years. I'm just making up that number. The judge then has the leeway to say, I'm going to give you 85 years instead of just the one. He can look at the oh, look over the case and go, this is not a bad person she just happened to be there wrong place wrong time we're going to give her a year and she'll serve eight months and that'll be it that's not what's going to happen this time if there is a chance that she could get out of jail in idaho and we will know more once she's sentenced what that means what that truly means for her then idaho will extradite her and they will charge her down there just to ensure that she if she does get out of idaho of idaho jail she has to go immediately to Arizona jail and serve the rest of the sentence there. That's 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Having said that, do you know the I-5 killer? I don't know that you and I have ever talked about the I-5 killer. The I-5 killer came through town. Maybe we talked about a little bit on this podcast, but um, he was going up and down the I-5 between Northern California, uh, Oregon, and Washington and just murdering people one of my friends from high school her mother was one of the victims of the i-5 killer um he was caught and tried convicted in the state of oregon they put him behind bars for life they did not get death and i don't know if there isn't a death penalty in oregon i don't know so those prosecutors and law enforcement went down to shasta county and said okay you guys there's absolute proof that he uh, murdered this woman in Shasta County do you want to you know call for him we'd be happy to send him down so that you guys can try him down there Shasta County said we can't afford that trial so Oregon said he's never getting out anyway and they were like we're confident enough that he's never getting out we don't need the insurance policy of trying him down here might be the case with Lori we'll see what happens when they sentence her sure so now we have to look forward to the next trial, which will be Chad Daybell. Mm-hmm. And we know that they, his attorneys asked for not a speedy trial. They didn't want a speedy trial. Mm-hmm. They kind of postponed it. It's said to be, and it's just rumored, that April of 2024 is kind of yeah. around that time that yeah. he's probably going to be tried. Mm-hmm. He's going to be tried for the, wife, the death of his wife, mm-hmm. Tammy, and the, Lori's two children, and conspiracy to commit murder in all three deaths. He's also going to be, I think some of those charges are going to include fraud because of him taking the money from his wife's, he mm. got over $400,000 mm-hmm. in his wife's death mm-hmm. that he and Lori used to go to Kauai with and start a new life. Well, they had to buy those rings on Amazon. <clears throat> they did that before she was before dead. Before she was dead. He had to pay off that credit card bill. It's well, in, on, honestly, this is how dumb they are. They ordered on Amazon on on his her dead husband's account. On Charles Vallow's account? There is, there is things being ordered on Charles Vallow's account to her Idaho residence. That's how oh, I didn't know. Kay finds it. She gets into his computer using passwords like we all have the same passwords. By the way, I can get into your entire life because I right. know your passwords. That's right. And she gets into her brother's laptop 
and gets into his Amazon account and sees that there are things being ordered on Amazon and being shipped to an Idaho address. That's how she she tells the police in Idaho to go find out where the damn children are. I didn't realize that that Lori, the the just the great mind, it's she's unbelievable. Ordered it off of Charles's account. I I thought it was. I, I didn't. I just simply didn't know that. Let's let's just say this. I can't for sure say that what was ordered were the rings, but for sure she was using his account after uh-huh. he was dead. Well, to purchase things. He he was a Prime member. She got free shipping. <laughs> she got free shipping. Denise, it's not funny. <laughs> but Nothing what about this is funny. An idiot. They they're are all, so dumb. They're so dumb. So I think we have to look forward to Chad's, to Chad's um, trial. I think, I'm hoping, but I think it might be a pretty good shot that he will... You think he's going to testify? I think he might. You think he's going to get up on that stand? I think he he likes to hear himself. He loves to talk. He loves Chad. Chad loves Chad. Chad loves Chad. Chad believes he is a superior being. Well, who's to say that he's not? I'm just saying, I think he's going to try to prove his point that he is doing this in the name Uh, of God. His lawyers must all have ulcers. They've got to be dying right now. How do you defend? Now, look at... I I see that you have something up on your computer. Mm -hmm. Look really quick. Is he being charged with their murder or just conspiracy to commit are they actually charging him with the physical murder of those kids he said this is what it says and this is from um this is from cbs news and it's a timeline of Mm -hmm. chad daybell and what it's going to he is charged with murder in the deaths of his wife tammy daybell and in the deaths of his wife's Lori daybell's children seven-year-old joshua jj vallow and 16-year-old tylee ryan he is also charged with conspiracy to commit murder in all three deaths Murder and conspiracy. <clears throat> yep. In the death of J.J. Tiley, the conspiracy charge also includes conspiracy to commit grand theft by deception. Lori Vallow Daybell was convicted of grand theft for taking the children's social security checks after their deaths. Okay. Yeah. You're... He has pleaded not guilt- guilty. And, and while the judge, Boyce, took the death penalty off the table for Vallow, who will be sentenced in a month? which she is now sentenced no she hasn't been sentenced she hasn't been sentenced but we still don't know what the possibility is for daybell it has not been scheduled he ruled in march that chad daybell and lori daybell would not uh, they would be tried separately Mm -hmm. which they were yeah um his attorneys have asked in january to delay the joint trial initially set for april until 2024 but the judge has ruled against that motion saying Lori valo daybell had not waived her right to a speedy trial and valo daybell's trial started in april so she basically was like let's get it over and he's like no no let's do all this other stuff which also puts the death penalty as a possibility i think it does i'm hoping i mean Oh, those Idaho folks would love to string him up in the town square and just throw rocks at him all day long until he's just... I mean, there. listen, I don't know. Uh, Idaho is a place that's big on community and family, and no one wants to see anyone do harm to children. And I'm telling you, those folks are not going to put up with it. The saddest part of this is Chad's children with tammy oh i'll live there did this man change her did he manipulate her i believe he did but i think she manipulated him as well Mm -hmm. there was a shift there was definitely a shift and somewhere right around husband number four when that marriage is no longer working that's only because of chad daybell as soon as she went to his his little conference yeah that's right in arizona Mm -hmm. it they said as soon as the chad met her Mm -hmm. there was an energy change and they were immediately attracted to one another can you you, like a fatal attraction i'm sorry i don't mean to keep harping on this you came within four feet of that guy is there anything about him that you would find attractive and i have heard what you just said more than one person said it got real uncomfortable the minute they are talking they're meeting they're in a crowd book signing whatever it is that he's she's there to see him blah 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 everyone around them was like 
what's going on here? This is uncomfortable. Right. You, you've you been around people that are like, there's a charge, right? There's yeah. people who are attracted to one another. Every I'm, time I'm in the same room with you and Hod, I try and... <laughs> I got a crab walk out because it's so uncomfortable. Uh, Me too. We can't help it. It's only been 35 years. <laughs> Calm down. Um, no, I, I mean, you listen, you you hear these things. And I just think, I, I thought about this over and over again. It just replaced with my mind because I'm trying to get into the, the psyche of these people. Like, how can this possibly be? I truly believe there was this attraction. There was. There was an attraction. Mm-hmm. There was something that shifted. I think in order to justify that so that they could have a life together that was far away from everything that they had already built, like five children with Tammy, two children with Charles, a family life that included all these people, they had to justify it some way and it just spun out of control into a place of, it's about religion. That's the thing is that it's, I get that, I mean, conceptually, I understand that this is the story and we're sticking to it. We're going to go down this road. Zombies and, you know, taking over. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Okay, fine. When do you drop that mask and go, well, they're still, they haven't dropped it. They believe it. They still believe it. They believed it. And I think, I think that Chad Daybell had gone down that path a long time ago. Earlier, yeah. To make money. Yeah. On books. Mm -hmm. To feed his ego, which, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a charismatic guy, I guess. Not for me. Apparently, but... I, 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 I've never... You've heard people, though, that can just talk up a storm, who can recite... He was very good with the Bible mm-hmm. and with scriptures, and mm-hmm. he could cite... You know, you hear dynamic speakers, and you think, oh, wow. Yeah. He's a man of God. Yeah, he's very interesting. He's, he's very interesting. Yeah. He really can... And, and he writes these novels that yeah. are so... You know, he kind of takes a little bit here and there and puts it in historic fiction, historic fiction kind of thing, last days kind of thing. I get it. He bought into it so hard that he's talked himself almost he's like a Hitler. Himself I'm not, I don't want to, he's nothing like Hitler, but I'm just saying that charismatic kind of guy that mm-hmm. he just believes his own lies. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting people to do his dirty work. And now he's getting people to jump on the bandwagon with him. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I guess we're wrapping it up. I could talk about this all day long, but um, we're going to post on our Instagram. Please go check it out. It's our very own video that we shot being in court with Lori Daybell and Chad Daybell in Kauai. It was very exciting, as I've already said, um, but uh, it's pretty cool firsthand firsthand video of uh the scene before it was a thing before it was a real thing we were we were there (laughs) i don't want to brag but But, yeah no we were there so log on to our instagram two average girls podcast on instagram and we'll have that on there for you guys and this is our 100th episode and we want to thank you for following along the journey we have had so much fun Mm -hmm. we are continuing to have fun and we are going to go for another hundred so we'll be on a 200 episode at some point (gasps) we'd love to hear from you uh I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We are two average girls. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.